Hello, everyone, and welcome to the TV Show Podcast. My name is TV, and on this show, I share stories as a divorced father to two brilliant young ladies. I share my journey in learning to become a better man, a better human, and a better dad for them. I touch on subjects of personal development, manhood, communication, culture, and many, many others. I also interview other badass individuals who are doing some amazing things in the world. I love to hear others share their stories of survival, growth, and development. So, on to today's episode. Let's go. Hey, everyone. and Welcome back to the TV show, the TV podcast, where I read one of my recent essays and give you a backstory as to what I was thinking and the context of that story that, that I shared. So let's get right into it. This I wrote yesterday on what, February 2nd, um, and it's titled, Will You Be My Friend? I'm going to read it, and I'm not going to say anything else till afterwards. Let's go. Will you be my friend? That's what I texted this dude I met in Kizomba dance class. Something seemed really humble and genuine about him. I bumped into him again about a month later at another dance event where we got to know each other a little better in between dancing. He was a manly man, but, but without the sexist bullshit. He was cool and down to earth, so I texted him the next day with a real awkward message. Will you be my friend? A few months before this, I looked around and noticed that I had no close male friendships. Why is that, I wondered. Guys need guys to talk to to get a male point of view of things. I just didn't have that. I could pay for a male therapist, but this would be a cheaper alternative. He replied, of course, man, but we're already friends. Then I said, nah, man, I mean like real friends, not that corny nonsense surface level friendship. He just seemed like the kind of man I knew would listen to my shit and give me honest feedback. I wanted a male friendship that didn't require beating our chest, getting drunk, or talking bad about women. I was never that type of guy, plus I have less tolerance for it since I'm raising little women. He fit the bill. We talk almost daily about everything. Relationships, spirituality, dance, business, investing. He's one of my biggest cheerleaders and inspirations. We have deep fucking conversations. He's now my best friend. I trust him around my daughters and my girlfriend. I know that if something were to happen to me, he would be there for them. I have a friend for life. I just had to overcome my own internal dialogue about asking another grown man to be my friend. I did add this revision to the actual uh, blog on my site that said, by the way, I have to add, I have a lot of male friends, real friendships. Unfortunately, we don't talk much or have a deeper connection because they have families and commitments. I trust them as well. I just don't feel comfortable calling them up to share a thought or a problem without worrying that I might be taking time away from their loved ones. And this came about because I had a friend who jokingly said, hey, you do have a male friend. And I felt terrible. Like, of course I do. I have good friends. And maybe I wasn't clear in the writing of it. And some of my male friends may have felt that I may be dismissing them. And it's not that at all. I do have close friendships and male friendships. Unfortunately, because they have life commitments or they're just busy or more than anything, most of them have families. In fact, I have one friend who I've known since high school who I consider a good friend. However, I can't just call him and say, hey, man, this is going on in my life. Or what do you have going on in your life without feeling like I'm probably going to bug him or annoy him? Like I said, he's a good dude. And I have two, three, four, five friends like that that I consider good friends. And I do trust them with my secrets. I do trust them with my family, but I can't just call them up and say, hey, I'm having a rough day. I need someone to talk to. Do you mind if I, if we sit down somewhere or if we do a Zoom in COVID times? 
or if I call you, do you mind if I do that? I think most wouldn't mind, but the reality is I don't have that friend that I can say, like, you know, female friends or females talk, I hear females say this all the time. Oh my God, girl, like, let me tell you about this. I don't have someone to just unpack my day. I looked around, uh, I don't know, it must've been like three years ago, two years ago at this point, two years ago. And I just realized like I didn't have that friendship with a guy. And I bumped into this guy. So let me tell you that story. His name is Chris, by the way. Chris, if you're watching this, love you, bro. I went to dance class a couple years ago, almost two and a half years ago, I guess at this point, I was with my ex-girlfriend and I wanted to go dance. I wanted to get out of the house, I wanted to go to class. We hadn't been to class in a while and I'm like, I'm going. So I go, she decided to go as well. And there's where I met Chris. And the interesting story behind Chris that I, I love to tell is that inevitably, I think we were short, yeah, we were short on females. So I was asked to be a follow. I did because I also wanted to learn the opposite side of dancing. I wanted to learn the nuance and understand it. And I had started doing it before, so I was comfortable with it. So I flipped my role and we start going in class. And in class, we start going in a circle. You know, we change partners. And the teacher would, you know, every two or three minutes, all right, switch, all right, switch. Inevitably, the guys that I was partnering up with felt uncomfortable. They felt uncomfortable with me. I didn't care. I'm a man, I don't give a shit, I, I'm comfortable with that, uh, and I was going to be cool wherever they placed me, because Kizomba, it's a closer dance, uh, you're usually chest to chest, and most guys didn't feel comfortable with that, and I respect that, that's fine, but what was funny is I got to Chris, when I got to Chris, he pulled me in, full embrace, I was like, whoa, this is different, and obviously, to some people, this is going to sound strange, but we're chest to chest, right, cool. And then we start dancing. He was moving really well, really confidently, and it really felt nice. It feels like a hug, basically. In the dance, we even some people will even say it's like a walking hug. So it was a hug, he's dancing, he's cool, he's like leading it very, very well. And he's relatively new, but he has a background in dancing. So we're, we're dancing, we finish up that little segment. Then the teacher asks, uh, does this thing where she asks everyone to give feedback on their partner, who they dance with, what they felt, what they liked, uh, what they could improve even. Um, everybody shared their thing. And then they got around to me. <laughs> and um, I, I was like, oh, I think, I think, actually I don't, I don't remember if she asked or if they, they did one by one. I think for some reason, I feel like I raised my hand because I wanted to talk. And I said, ladies, I now understand why you love this dance. I understand why you love dancing, but why you love this dance. Chris is fantastic. I, he brought me into a close hug. I felt comfortable. I felt taken care of. It was nice. I felt the warmth of his belly. And like I said, this sounds crazy. Especially in this dance, you have to be comfortable in your own skin. You have to be comfortable touching another human being. And in my scenario, this particular scenario, be comfortable with another man. It's not a big deal. But I said, I get it. Chris is fantastic. I see why y'all love this dance and why y'all are so passionate about it. Respect, like Chris, you're fantastic. You're gonna do really well. And that's where I first picked up that he was confident in his skin. He was, and I say that a lot actually. <laughs> he was confident in his skin. He was cool about it. 
and masculine and all that good stuff. And he wasn't weird. So that's when I started getting a hint, like he was a cool guy. Then a few months later, I think I got his number there and I got, we, we tend to trade numbers in the dance community because it's a small community and we want to stay in touch so we can communicate and maybe go out, hang out uh, at events and whatnot. So if you, I don't know if it was a few weeks later, I, I see him at a dance event here next door at this hotel next door. He's hanging out, he's dancing. He's fantastic at salsa. There was a lot more salsa being played that day. So he's killing it. Ladies are loving him. So I'm just chilling and I wasn't dancing as much except for some bachata, but we're just chilling, talking. And he was just a cool guy, smart, um, down to earth, philosophical. He, had, he lived some life. And I said, this is a cool guy. So day's over. The next day I thought to myself, you know what? This is gonna sound really creepy and weird, but I, I'm gonna text them to be my friend because I don't have those male friendships. So I did, I texted him. And like I said, it, <laughs> if you could read it, it sounds really strange. I didn't care anymore. I'm, I'm over 40 at this point. Like I'm not worried about my masculinity, how am I perceived? Even if he said, no man, you're crazy. Um, I was just fine, it, it didn't matter. But he eventually responded and he said, yeah, man, of course, um, but we're already friends as, he's, as I read earlier. And I told him even then, I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, like real friends, like hang out, have drinks, have dinner, uh, meet the family. Like, I want you to be someone that I could like really get to know well and, and vice versa. Uh, someone that, that we can consider ourselves really good friends on a deeper level. I mean, if you look at it from a dating point of view, I'm sure that sounded crazy because it's it, dating, you know, it's usually uh, someone you're interested in the opposite sex. Well, this is a friendship. And. I just met him and all of a sudden I'm making this bold move and request. That's probably something that shouldn't be done because it comes off as weird and creepy. But once again, he was cool with it. He's like, yeah, 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 of course. We're friends, we'll be friends. Uh, I love to, to do that. Um, and of course it took some time to ramp up to the point where we are now, but over the course of the next, has it been two years? I don't even remember. So my dates might be off. We have developed this close friendship where we talk virtually every day, at least every two or three days max. We share what's going on in our lives. We give each other feedback. He makes me feel old. He's about 10 years younger, I think. And I've shared things, and that's, this is a story for another podcast, another um, essay. I've shared things that I've learned, and he literally had his mind blown. And to me, it was like a simple little principle or idea, and he was like, whoa, made me feel old because I'm like, wow. He just like, I was able to just give him sage wisdom. Now I like, he literally is my closest friend. I trust him with everything. I know I could put him on my insurance as a beneficiary and he'd take care of it. I didn't, but I'm saying I could. Um, and it, it's a cool place to be. And it, it just begs the question, cause I see it on uh, people commenting on Facebook and even on Twitter is that people don't do that in general. Males don't do that. It's, it's cause it's awkward. We don't want to perceived as gay. We want to perceive it as something that it's not and, and come off as a creeper. It's fascinating when kids are kids and you see them on the playground, regardless who they are, they immediately become friends with anybody and everybody. Everybody can be a friend. Um, my daughter actually did that when she was young. She, she walked up to a handful of people when they were young and asked them basically say, can you be my dog? You want to be my friend? Or they just start playing, whatever. Point is they, they immediately bond. We don't do that as adults because of the awkwardness, the societal kind of norms. And on some level, I get it. You know, you have to be more careful. Of course you have to be more careful. Let's not dismiss that. But why can we not just do this without feeling like it's silly, creepy, or awkward?
um, that's the question I had. That's the question I, I had to overcome. Screw it. I, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I know my intentions and I just want a friend. And he, I felt like he was that kind of individual, that kind of man that I could talk to about anything and everything revolving around my family, wealth, like I said, uh, finance, investing, relationships, and not feel awkward. Um, anyways, that was, uh, that's what the, the backstory behind this. We laugh about it all the time. I tell this story all the time. So it was inevitable that it had to um, end up being an essay that I write and now a video and a podcast. Thank you very much for watching. If you found this interesting and, and enjoyed it, continue watching. Make sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe on the podcast if you're on iTunes or whatever. Uh, Spotify, subscribe to get notified when I, get, when I record future videos. I appreciate you. I'm starting to gain traction. People are enjoying what I'm sharing. It's making some sort of impact, so I'm going to continue doing it. Until next time, have a great day. I love you. Bye-bye.